is Asia with Sounds from the Street. I didn't want to end that song, actually. I couldn't think of a better song to uh, start the evening off. I hope you're having a lovely Saturday. Seems like people are getting out and about here in San Francisco, in the Bay Area in general. Um, I was just reading some articles. Um, I'm working a lot on LinkedIn these days, so as you can imagine, lots of articles coming out about employment in general and they're saying that San Francisco is making a comeback but I don't think it's necessarily in the way that we're used to places making a comeback so TBD on that but apparently uh, San Diego was at the top of that list in terms of um, new jobs becoming available Sacramento was a close second and I believe San Francisco was third so props to us for that happening seems like restaurants are reopening so make sure to you know drop on by uh, support your local um, establishment you know we got to keep things keep things going here and uh, last week was pretty exciting right not gonna lie it was pretty invigorating having santos uh, live in um, the gallery performance studio area and then of course we did an interview a little bit later on and it was just it was so much like the old days um I think I was telling the guys last week I was like I can't remember the last time we did this it's literally been years but then I couldn't think of a better time to do it considering everything that's going on everyone's in a different stage in their life um everyone's in a different employment situation than they were eight months ago 10 months ago even um things are slightly going back to how they were but i think there's still a lot to be determined right tbd but i do have some music themed news stories for you uh just quickly gazing enemy.com as you might know from uh, previous iterations of my show that was kind of my go-to for music news usually there's a plethora of things um, but this is the first story that I thought might pique your interest um, again from enemy.com it's called the story of hassle records an indie label surviving a pandemic I think I'm um, hearing uh, people who are able to kind of power on through Mutiny Radio, um, where I'm broadcasting now in the Mission District, is actually a success story in itself. But anyways, back to the news story. So it's been a rough old year, that's for sure, and independent music is in jeopardy as the industry reckons with coronavirus. James McMahon tells the tale of an imprint remaining above water. 
2020 was supposed to be a year-long victory lap for the London-based Hassel Records, a celebration of 15 years of punk rock fury and hard rock skill, a 12-month birthday party for one of Britain's most consistent and cool independent labels. It hasn't been a year without it hasn't been a year. Anything like what label co-boss Ian Wesley envisioned that it might be. We're sure you'll know the reason why. It's been a very tough year, says Wes, who founded the label with Nigel Adams back in 2005. Hassel still sells a lot of physical records. Retailers were shut for three months. Most of our acts are very active. On the live side of things, there's been nowhere for them to play. Some of our bands are really struggling. Their world has stopped. No touring, fewer merch sales. It's been tough to record as well with different restrictions in places across the world. If you're a fan of contemporary alternative rock, Hassel's iconic skull logo, designed by the supremely talented London artist Super Mundane, will feature predominantly throughout your record collection, aka Alkaline Trio, Alexis on Fire, The Get Up Kids, Cancer Bat, Rolo Tomasi, Trash Talk, Juliet Lewis, the solo output of My Chemical Romance guitarist Frank Iero, Lero, Iero all have called the London-based label home at some point or another. Their present roster is equally thrilling. Seek out mathy Belgian noisings, Brutus, or feminist London punks, Petrol Girls. I'll have to check them out for confirmation of this. To us, Hassle Records are people, not a label, says Stephanie Mannertz, a singing drummer with Brutus, who released their debut album, Burst, through Hassle in 2017. They never look to us as a product, but as people, we don't have label and band meetings. We have WhatsApp conversations almost daily. We all feel how much they care about us, about what we feel, and the story we want to tell with our band. That's the best feeling a band can have with a label. Surviving this year has meant being nimble and ready to change the label's plans significantly, says Wes. We went ahead with the release schedule we had up until July, but after that it's been hard to release the records by all the new bands that we intended to. A lot of bands simply haven't been able to finish their records because of everything that's been happening. Hassel only signs bands and artists whose music we love, bands and artists that we like as people. Life is too short to work on things you don't like with people you don't like. Word. We're going to have to find different ways to promote their music. Easier said than done, eh? Has there been any point during this interminable year which they've thought about shutting down the label? Never, insists Wes. Before Hassle started, I worked at Australian alternative label Mushroom Records with good bands like Muse and Ash, but I didn't take a job helping run East West, an offshoot of major label Warner Records, because I didn't want to work with bands and artists I didn't like and respect. Hassle started at the precise moment that Napster was at its height and legitimate sales of records were nosediving. It's never been easy. Mm -hmm. Oh, there's a picture of Petrol Girls. Being an independent label means fighting for every inch of ground available to you. There is, for an example, an alternative universe somewhere in the cosmos where Hustle Records is the home of My Chemical Romance. Gerard and Mikey came to our office for a meeting just as they were about to put 2002 debut album, I Brought You My Bullets, You Brought Me Your Love, out, says Wes. We took them out for eggs and chips. 
We loved what we heard, and so we reached out to their U.S. indie label, New Jersey-based Eyeball Records, to try and get the European license. A few weeks later, the U.S. label owner called and said they were going with the Universal Records-funded imprint and that they'd spent more money on their internal flights uh, to meet the band than we had on our offer. That's what it's like being an indie with no major money or brand money to help you. You have the money you have, you have the money you have, and you end up losing a lot of great bands as a result. Bummer. Wes is keen to point out that the label have received some help in the form of a local government grant and a bounce back loan. Both are very much appreciated and needed, he says. Some smart thinking has also been hassle. Launch a reissue label called Hindsight, repopulating, replenished by 90s rock warblers reef. And well as the two, first two albums by criminally underrated Irish alt-metalers, Curb Dog, 1994's self-titled debut, and 1997's On the Turn. Those releases has helped make up some of the sales lost to COVID, says Wes. Our mail order business has actually done very well since COVID and increased a lot. This is where we sell direct to fans. We're trying to maintain this, but also trying to make sure we look after our friends in the retail sector. But independent labels work on small margins. Nobody does this to get rich. Many variables, the closure of a vinyl pressing plant or a distributor going to the wall, can be the difference between a good year and a bad year. A global pandemic is a totally new kind of storm out at sea. To secure a future for Hassel and for the independent music scene generally, says Ren Eldridge, singer with Petrol Girls, who signed to Hassel in 2018, we need funding for independent venues and for musicians and music industry workers. I truly believe that the pandemic has shown a spotlight on just how financially precarious the scene is. We need a broader cultural shift that values what creative people bring to society. What is life without art? Preach, honey, preach. I'm really proud, says Wes, of Hassel being, still being here after 15 years. And despite everything that's happened, I'm actually looking to grow going forward. We've seen a lot of our contemporaries disappear or sell out to bigger companies over the years. Here we are, still looking ahead with the principles and mindset we've always had. This forward-thinking mindset means never looking back and never giving in, says Wes, a banker friend who deals with acquisitions, once asked me, what's your exit strategy from the music business? <laughs> My reply, our exit strategy is there is no exit strategy. That's kind of an all-encompassing story about several industries, right? But I think a lot of people, especially here in the Bay Area, people who are gig workers, um, you know, p uh, people like myself who were previously employed and then lost um, you know, I was working for a company for the past two and a half years and they had to lay me off because there was just no business uh, back in July. But as you guys might know, um, I was slowly building up uh, my, I guess you could say I launched my website, my official website back in June, uh, building up my clients um, and building, you know, kind of an advertising and marketing campaign for the ages because something told me even last year, because things weren't going so well at my previous company, um, you know, just paying attention to things like that can help you make better choices in the future. But I get it. It's almost like uh, we've all been put in that 
precarious position um, without any warning, really. But there was something happening in my own internal existence um, before this, before the pandemic even happened. Um, but I think that story really gets to the really gets to the point that even in the UK, they feel that they're not getting properly funded for the type of work that they do. And that's definitely happening here in the United States on steroids. And um, if you've been paying attention to what's going on politically, um, it's kind of hard not to. Uh, but um, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty interesting. Um, uh, again, the, the primary uh, was pretty interesting. Um, that was, you know, over a year ago at this point. And now we're kind of down to, you know, the two, the two choices. Um, you might have heard me say on previous episodes, not a big fan of both of them. And I think there's a lot of people in, in that particular camp, in that category. Um, but a lot of us are voting for um, what we believe is the logical choice, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Um, you know, so shout, shout out to them. And, um, you know, we, we wish them the best um, coming up in a couple days. I believe it's like 10 days or less till um, the United States election. So um, I hope that you've all voted already because God knows what's going to happen in the next couple days. Um, I dropped off my ballot last week. Um, I haven't talked to you guys since last week. Actually, I didn't even get to talk about the Women's March, um, so I'll talk about that. So there was an impromptu, as you know, the Women's March uh, started back in 2017, around the time that Donald Trump actually, I think it was like literally a day or two after Donald Trump was inaugurated as president. And it was a way to kind of voice opposition to that um, from a, from a woman's perspective, right? Like talking about all the issues that are important to women, uh, that have always kind of been in the stratosphere, if you will, kind of up for debate since 1973, Roe versus Wade. Um, so a lot of time has passed since the first women's march. I've been to all of them, uh, here in San Francisco. There was an impromptu march last Saturday because of the nomination for Amy Coney Barrett. Um, it's kind of interesting. Um, it, 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 it's always inspiring to go, to go to things like that. I think it's important, especially for me as a woman. I want to, um, you know, help um, other women if they need to, if they need support, if they need to stand on my shoulders, if you will, to, to a certain extent, I'm not getting younger, I'm actually getting older. So I see a lot of women and girls that are my age or, or even younger now. So I just feel like it's important to, I'm in a way I'm setting an example for them. And my example is don't ever let somebody, let alone um, another man tell you what you should do with your own body, let alone your own life. I don't know how far that's gotten me in life. I think it's gotten me pretty far, but that's kind of my mentality these days. And I think with COVID, it's it's even more important. I think no matter what gender you identify as, you want to be self-sufficient. You want to be independent. And hopefully you'll find somebody that will respect that and care for you and love you, um, you know, in conjunction with that. That's kind of what I believe. That's my interpretation of what feminism is, 
I guess there's a lot of interpretations, but that that's my take on it. Uh, but another idea, crazy idea I had before I get to uh, another news story. Still trying to find one for you guys. I had the craziest idea, and I'm sure because of everything that's happening, um, actually a lot of funny things happen during uh, a pandemic or um, actually when you lose your job, when you get laid off, I tend to be a healthier person overall when I get laid off, but it's, it's so different now. It's so different. The last time I got laid off was about five years ago, and I was definitely on pins and needles five years ago, whereas this time, I think once you go through it more than once, you're kind of like, you know what to expect. You've made some changes since the last time it happened, so hopefully you're not going to find yourself in the same predicament, right? Um, so that's kind of what I've done. I kind of consolidated over the past couple years. Um, I, th- I would like to say I, I did a lot better financially the past couple years. I, um, I know that that's not the case for, for everyone that I know, for even a lot of people in my generation because of you know student loan debt. Um, it's pretty unfortunate. Um, so that's why I feel like maybe a lot of people were paying attention to this election more than previous elections. I know I did. Um, but um, yeah, I'd be curious to hear your thoughts. Um, you can find previous episodes of the show. Um, there's some misunderstanding with uh, some people via iTunes. So I'm trying to get the show back up on there. But you can also find the show at mutinyradio.fm. Uh, there's actually a long list of every show since 2014 and I do have there is a link I believe it's on the Facebook page facebook.com slash sounds from the street sf there's actually a link to every show I think since 2010 if if I'm not incorrect because this year was actually supposed to be the 10-year anniversary and that didn't happen Um, I had the bright idea to kind of do like invite some bands that have been friends of the show and let's you know do tribute to to mutiny and sounds from the street but the pandemic happened I think exactly when that was taking place so who knows maybe we'll do the reunion show in 2021 that seems to be the that seems to be the word on the street I did learn last week from Santos that there are venues in San Francisco that are putting on shows which I did not know about so apparently the Midway is uh, doing shows outside Uh, so if you're a band trying to book a show um, in the San Francisco Bay Area definitely look them up Um, the other one I heard about was the Public Works which is uh, kind of an awesome place actually never went to a show there until last year maybe they switched you know how places have different booking agents they have them forever they have new ones um so whoever was booking shows at the public works you're freaking rad they had uh alice bag uh played a show there um i believe it was labor day weekend last year and then halloween was so much fun um met up with an old co-worker of mine and we went to see esg and they played um, I don't know if it was their last tour, but um, I remember um, Renee uh, from ESG saying something that it might be their last tour. So sorry, you guys. Um, but that was like that. That was kind of the epitome of Halloween for me. Just kind of, you know, dressing up cute, going to a show. The crowd was was kind of cool as well. Like it wasn't like some of the shows that 
I went to where it's it's really kind of stoic and boring or just super intense that you can't even like take it in like you just have to kind of fight people the entire time this was like everybody was kind of in in perfect everything was in perfect alignment I guess you could say um yeah it, it, it was a really positive experience um so I'm just gonna try and focus on that aspect of it um, because sometimes as you know it can get a little bit overwhelming when you start thinking about well well maybe this could happen and too bad you know you kind of start going down a rabbit hole to a certain extent why can't I find a news story that I think would be relevant oh here we go no I don't know. You know when you're like, oh, I need to find something that sticks out to me. Okay, so there's something called Summer of 85. Is this a TV show? Uh, oh, it's a film. Okay. So Summer of 85 Review, in, in case you guys haven't watched enough Netflix recently. Um, enchanting, nostalgia-packed tragedy full of jumbled emotions. Told via flashbacks, Francois was... Ozone's queer romance is both tender and intense. Oh, that's kind of heartwarming and interesting because a lot of uh, films, I want to say, when they were happening in 1985, some some were pretty edgy, right? Some were kind of retro, some were kind of new wave, I guess you would call it. But this sounds kind of an interesting take on it. A sweltering summer romance set in mid-1980s Normandy actually just found out I have ancestors from there, which balances thematic darkness with exhilarating liberation. Summer of 85 is the latest film from Francois Ozone, uh, other films Eight Femmes and Swimming Pool. 16-year-old Alex, uh, Felix Levebre, and 18-year-old David. Benjamin Voisin meet when Alex's uh, sailboat capsizes during a storm. David is a floppy-haired, dreamy prince, charming, prince charming, who, <laughs> who heroically saves the younger man, taking Alex home as if he were a lost puppy. David, who can recite poetry and hypnotize Alex with a kiss, is an enchanting mystery, an enigma that Alex can't help but gravitate towards. Partly adapted from Aidan Chambers' 1982 novel, or young adult novel, <laughs> remember those dance on my grave summer of 85 stays true to the book with the early reveal of david's death through flashbacks the events that lead up to this tragic moment unravel alex writes down the details of his relationship as a form of therapy and it is these words that ozan uses for dramatic voiceover providing powerful insight into the jumbled emotions of the young man Alex calls his relationship with David the friendship of his dreams, but just like a dream, the jolt into reality is sudden and disorientating. Especially as we shift into a state of mourning, Alex becomes obsessed with thinking about death, and although the story isn't directly linked to the AIDS crisis of the 1980s, death lingers in every frame, and the epidemic never feels too far from home. Yet, through the melodrama, there's a powerful sense of freedom. David flirts with death, speeding down coastal roads with no need for the brakes. The thrilling nature of infatuation is an adrenaline rush that Alex craves but leaves him woozy. Later, under fluorescent lights, the pair dance to 80s pop, basking in the euphoria of being young and careless. 
David slips headphones over Alex's ears and just like I did today. And the thrumming beat dissolves into the soft melody of Rod Stewart's sailing. Alex's attention is drawn only to David. His world comes crashing down at the realization under a disco ball, of course, that he is in love. The chemistry between the two actors become comes naturally, making up for the occasional flimsy handling of Alex's tonal shifts. Shot on 16mm film, the grainy nostalgic image is perfect as Alex wonders how his perception of the relationship was in opposition to David's. Was it always destined to be a summer fling? Are his memories even real? Summer of 85 is tender in its approach to Alex's delusional desires, stacked full of intense performances, an emotional longing, and set against a stunning French seaside backdrop. Sounds perfect to me. A reminder of the possibilities of summer. This film is a last chance to bathe in sunshine before winter arrives. Ah, that sounds so needed. <laughs> That sounds very enticing. Oh, okay. So I guess it just came out yesterday. I thought it was something I could watch on Netflix or my cable subscription. Good old cable. Um, but that's something to look for, um, you know, maybe in a couple months. Sounds sounds pretty interesting to me. What do you guys think? What have you guys been watching that you think we should know about? Um, find me on Facebook, Sounds from the Street SF. Um, I'm also on Twitter and Instagram, DJ Aisha, D-E-E-J-A-Y-A-I-S-H-A. I'm kind of thinking about changing it because um, I've been doing um, a lot of Instagram lives and <laughs> I was going to tell you guys there was an interesting experience. So apparently I don't have any, I have terrible internet connection in my apartment, which I kind of knew I had, but you know how things don't go the way that you want them to, but you're still kind of able to get by. So the the interview that I did last week, I kid you not, I spent it, I tried to upload the video 10 to 15 times. And I just thought my phone's, you know, it just doesn't work. I should have posted it right away when I had the chance in the studio. And sure enough, as I'm walking somewhere, I think it was yesterday evening, sure enough, I think it took less than like 10 minutes, the video posted like right away in real time. And I couldn't believe it. I was like, now I know, now I know I have a terrible internet connection or God, God knows, like I'm always having to restart. I don't know if it's because of where I live. I live close to, you know, everything. So there could be a lot of interference. There could be a lot of, you know, what do you call it? Signals crossing each other, interfering, interference. I don't know what you call it, um, but I can pretty much get my work done. I can make phone calls when, when I need to talk to my clients, talk to my family. So I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on that. I'm still, you know, still kind of learning the ropes. Um, that was another thing I was thinking of doing the show for the past 10 years. There's a lot of things you just learn on the fly. Like there's, you know, I learned some of the basics, obviously. When I was a student, when I was a Gator at San Francisco State University, not that long ago. And, you know, technology was a little bit different. But I still have kind of the same attitude, you know, you just keep trying until you don't want to keep trying. That's just kind of how it works, right? Just kind of keep going, see see where you end up, right? Well, I wish I had some shows to promote for you guys. I, I, 
Um, I really don't. <laughs> um, but I want bands, musicians, or if you happen to be connected or friends with people in the industry that are looking to book shows in the San Francisco Bay Area, check out The Midway and check out uh, Public Works. Um, I'm not sure where The Midway is. I want to say Soma. And I think pu and Public Works is um, here in the Mission District in San Francisco. So um, definitely hit them up. Another place that I was kind of thinking of, and I know they're probably not even considering opening until spring of next year, but Great American Music Hall, I think because it's so close to me. Actually, I live near a lot of different venues. The Masonic, shouldn't tell you where I live. The Masonic, <laughs> um, uh, shoot, the one that's down the street, August Hall. That was a great venue that literally just opened up, I think, two years ago, two and a half years ago. Uh, so, so there was definitely a lot going on um, with the local, um, you know, venues here in the Bay Area, and I just hope that they're doing okay. Um, I actually made a donation to uh, UC Theater. Um, as you guys know, over the past, I think they opened back in 2016. I want to say they opened early 2016. Yeah, so they, so they technically had only been doing shows for about four years. But I thought they were a great venue. Um, they really covered the gamut of different... What, what I want to say they were great at is... I wouldn't say they were on the same level as the Fillmore, but in terms of a venue that just kind of local community feel from the ground up that hires interns obviously because they're right down the street from UC Berkeley um, I just thought they had a great bunch of shows in a you know in a small to mid-sized venue I mean that's that's just what it comes down to um, two shows in particular that come to mind were Cypress Hill uh, last year I know they're just a childhood favorite, and I couldn't pass up the chance to experience it live with Mixmaster Mike, of all people. I'm actually speechless that I that I got to be there. So much fun. What a great time. And before that, um, th I mean, there were a bunch of shows in between. There were, there were some really good ones. Cat Power was another one. That was a couple years ago. Um, who else do we see? J uh, my friend uh, Johnny Kwan. Uh, check him out. Um, he has he has some great artwork on Instagram these days. If you want to check him out, we went to see Paul Weller uh, from the Jam. He played there a couple years ago at the UC Theater in Berkeley, and uh, I got to see Green Day. That that was kind of the highlight for me is seeing. I mean, I as you guys might already know, I've seen Green Day a couple times over the years. More, more kind of right before. Um, American Idiot came out, so that was probably the best time to see them. They played a lot of their original material, meaning their first like four to five albums, which is how I got to know them. And of course, their first two albums, um, uh, Smoothed Out Slappy Hours and Kerplunk are, are two of my favorites because my cousin got to meet them and... Um, uh, shout out to my cousin Hadley. I don't know if she listens to the show, but she got me into them. But there's something about those songs that have always stuck with me. And I'm sure you guys all have that, right? You all have that the, that go-to music. So for me, it would be Green Day. And then as I got older, I got into like New Wave in high school. So New Order, of course. I was actually making a, a list of songs um, if I... 
ever get the chance to pick up one of my guitars, I have a Yamaha um, acoustic and electric, um, one at my mom's and one at my place. So there's really no excuse. But it's when you're running your own business, as you can imagine, it gets it gets a little crazy. So, you know, I'm trying to get better about making time for myself. I guess I'll use this this time right now on the air to talk about self-care. <laughs> so there's a lot of, um, you know, people in uh, the San Francisco Bay Area that, you know, are in the hospitality industry. So, for instance, um, uh, people who run spas, people who do uh, facials and waxing and all that. So if you, you guys happen to have some extra money, um, definitely, you know, s- support those people if you can. Um, I was lucky enough to invest in t- uh, two different practices here um, in San Francisco before, like right before the pandemic happened. Um, I've been seeing uh, the same massage therapist since last year. Um, been really into it the past couple of years. I have um, musculoskeletal issues. So that was kind of um, that's kind of why I decided to stick with massage therapy, but there's different reasons why people use it. So I definitely recommend it. Um, uh, facials are also good as well. I know that women tend to favor them more than men, but I think those can also be relaxing. Um, it's a great way to balance your, your pH for your skin. Um, I don't know. I just feel like if you're, if you're able to spend a little bit more, um, than what you would feel comfortable with. There's some of those businesses are on Groupon, but like I said, that's kind of how I started out till I found somebody that I really clicked with. Um, uh, and then of course I got my nails done today and let me tell you, getting my nails did is so refreshing. (laughs) I can't tell you how it feels when I look down and my nails look like shit because that's really a reflection I feel like it's a reflection of how I feel on the inside. So now I can look down and feel pretty damn excited about having the best nails. If you guys are curious or women, if you're curious where you can get your nails did for a really good deal, um, I believe they're doing some promotions right now at Manny Petty Spa on uh, Polk Street. Um, I believe the cross street is Sacramento. But anyways, look them up, Manny Petty Spa in San Francisco on Polk Street between, I think, California and Sacramento. I'm not, I can't remember the cross street. But um, anyways, they've been there a couple of years now. I've been going there about almost five years, four and a half, five years. So I always try to stick with, you know, whoever has the best service, who I gel with, who's not too expensive. But also you probably don't want to go with um, the cheapest you know, the, the cheapest providers either. It's kind of like a, a happy medium. Um, that's, that's kind of how you want to do it now, right? So if, you, if you're able to afford those types of things, I know not everyone has the, the capability to do so. Um, fingers, fingers crossed for everyone. Um, I've been vocalizing on social media about how I'm not voting for Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> I'm just kind of talking about all the things that I wanted to talk to you guys about last time, but here I am. So yeah, I'm not voting for her. I actually voted for Shahid Buttar. Um, I just donated to his campaign yesterday. Um, go ahead and check him out. Shahidforchange.com. 
and um, he's uh, running against Nancy Pelosi in District 12 here in San Francisco. Um, you might be aware it covers a majority of the city here. Um, if you want to find out more about his platform, definitely look into it. Um, so um, I think Sam, our guest, is going to be here momentarily. Uh, but yeah, definitely check it out if you get a chance. Um, he has a great platform that I think really aligns with um, a lot of uh, people that we voted in 2018 who happen to be women. Um, but we voted in a lot of progressive candidates uh, in 2018, you know, in a landslide, I guess you could say, for the Democrats. And yeah, just, um, you know, check him out if you happen to be a constituent here um, in San Francisco. Um, there's a lot of other races happening right now. If you're not sure who to vote for, um, one of the uh, Democratic presidential nominees, Andrew Yang, um, on his website, Humanity Forward. Also, Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders have endorsed a lot of progressive candidates. So if you're not sure who to vote for in your district, definitely go to their websites and find out more about, you know, who's for the Green New Deal, who would pass, who would try and pass legislation for UBI, um, who, you know, believes in, believes in a woman's right to choose, things that may or may not be important to you. I know it's important to me and just wanting to know about what the platforms are, um, but it's kind of interesting how somebody who's uh, been in charge for my entire lifetime, um, you know, she, she's had a good run. Um, I do think it's interesting that she hasn't debated anyone in the entire time that she's been in office. So it just seems a little bit skewed. It kind of also kind of uh, filters into... Um, or factors into term limits, which has also been coming up a lot. Uh, I think I would definitely be in favor of that. Um, I know that they would have to get a majority ruling across the board. Um, so we'll, we'll see how it goes, you know? We'll just kinda, you know, keep our fingers crossed and, and hopefu hopefully people are kinda uh, with the same voting, with the same mindset, or maybe not. Maybe it's a completely different mindset. It's really hard to say, but in San Francisco, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty astonishing when you think you vote for someone and you think you know someone, but then you don't. <laughs> People show their, their true colors, right? So it's kind of an interesting uh, period of history right now. But anyway, Sam C. is here and he's going to come on into the studio and tell us a little bit more about what he's been up to these days. We're really excited to have him. Actually, we're just excited to have people, you know, out and about in general. It was kind of popping last weekend. I'm not sure if that's still happening. It's actually still kind of early. It's it's 638, but but here we are. How's it going, Sam? How are you? Cool. How are you Thanks for coming. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, so you, you were asking me, I very briefly saw your yeah. uh, your message. You wanted to do a video shoot as well? Yeah, definitely. I've actually gotten in the habit of doing that as well, but we could definitely arrange that okay. and set it up. But did you want to, I can give you some time to, to set that up or? Sure, yeah. Cool. 
All right, well, we'll get some music going and stay tuned for more Mutiny Radio.
the thing for this like when we used to kick it a lot he was like yo true mc when, when we'll be out you need to have your bag with your mic your headphones you need to be on point like a like a guy who plays guitar has his guitar with him right yeah and i was like yeah okay that shit adds up you know so yeah. i like it he sounds very prepared for anything <laughs> yeah yes we only we only learn from the best right absolutely yeah so the setup tonight's a little bit different. You know how the weather was insane the past couple of weeks, like super hot? Yeah. And we didn't have to have the light on. And now we have to have the light on because otherwise it'd be super dark and cold in here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is, so it's a good thing then, right? It's a good thing. Okay. It's a good okay. thing. Okay. And actually, I didn't, I, I was going to try and use that tripod, but yeah. I think it's for a camera. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. I see that. Yeah. 
so many things so how is your how's your pandemic going um <laughs> you know it's it's uh, all things considered because I, I try to put it in perspective it's going pretty well you know everyone is uh pretty healthy um haven't really known uh anybody like in close uh circles well my my mother-in-law now um but she made it through, thankfully, you know, and, and so that's a good thing. But it's real, right? So, mm-hmm. um, and I've been working, you know, um, I stopped for a little while, but thankfully I've been working and, and you know, just uh, taking it one day at a time. It's, it's been, there's a lot going on, like, uh, along with the pandemic. You know? Right, right. The whole economy disaster <laughs> that kind of came came with that. Mm. Um, yeah, like you were saying, just kind of, I think for some people, maybe it was easier just kind of incorporating some of the same things they'd already been doing. But I think for a lot of people, it's like a complete overhaul of your lifestyle. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Um, and, and, then, and then if you throw kids in the mix or, yeah. or, um, yeah, depending on what your occupation is, you know, but I also know people like clients of mine. You know, my, my day gig, I haven't quit my day job yet, you know, but uh, doing, um, you know, kitchen and bathroom uh, renovations and whatnot. Oh, and wow. Uh, yeah. And some of my clients have always worked from home. So, like, the, like yeah. dealing with this was not much of a shift for them, you know. Right, right. Yeah. They're like, pandemic, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> they're, like, every, everyone, they're like, everyone else, like, they should lead the way. You know, it's like, everyone else, stay calm. It's all right. We've done this. We know what we're doing. Right. Yeah, yeah that was kind of my s- scenario with the day job. Like, oh, I'm already working from home once a week. Why don't I just work from home all the time? Which mm. is eventually what happened. And then eventually got laid off because there was no money like there was just no business the bu- the business that they had yeah. i guess when i got hired disappeared <laughs> yeah so. i mean you know every, i mean th- how many people however many people on this planet seven billion plus whatever uh mm-hmm. there's, there's, that's how many like uh opinions you know minus out the babies and whatnot and then yeah. but um you know <coughs> Nowadays, I think it's ironic that people will still say, oh, that's a conspiracy person. A consi-. Because, like, rewind 30 years when people were talking about shit, and now come now, how much, like, relevance of what they were saying, is it really conspiracy shit, or is it just being somewhat woke? Is it really just actually talking, calling it for what it is? Absolutely. And that's something that's true to you. Like, that's part of your experience. And you're you have a, a sense of self awareness, and I wonder about that. I know people in my own life, and mm, the past couple of years, I've been through some changes where I'm like, do people even know what they're thinking and doing? Like, are they just like, um, especially with what's going on with the election? I'm like, are people just people are just taking things in, but not comprehending and um, questioning questioning it to the to the extent that maybe we would have before social media or even before Trump was president like it just makes me yeah I, c- I kind of get get where you're coming from I'm yeah. I guess I have a, a slightly different ex- experience with it but that's something that I've been experiencing I'm like wow like people just take things at face value now and don't really question where it came from yeah. <laughs> you know um, yeah 
do you ever watch are you into documentaries yes i am okay so um honestly and also and I'll, okay so i'll admit this already i haven't finished it because it's a long documentary okay um but it's called the century of century of the self or century of self i think i've heard of it and uh i have not watched it it is really deep because you know it talks about how the u.s got freud's uh, nephew mm-hmm. and uh, brought him here and um freud's nephew and i think his aunt they they worked really hard to break down human mind behavior all this stuff and it was all goals on just control and and my like it's an interesting documentary huh. and if you really you know just you know uh, it's food for thought you know it's a perspective on like where we are so what you're saying the point is how everyone's just consuming taking it in yeah if you if you sit back and you watch the debates of of like say trump whatever he's banking on the, a certain percentage of people out there mindlessly making dinner with the debate on and just throwing, spewing out, infer- like just, that's what he's, that's like, in my opinion, that's what he's banking on. That's his vote. Mm-hmm. The, the the ones that are just like so, like, like washed, so brainwashed, so under control. Uh-huh. Yeah. They're, and they also might not really, like you're saying, they won't really be in tune with what's actually going on. Like what the reality is maybe for a majority of people right now. But even that's up to debate, right? Like mm. how many people do have COVID? Is COVID real? Mm. Um, is the economy what they say it is? Mm. Like, I don't know. So th- I just think we need to eventually uh, get back to like we agree on what the reality actually is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to do it, but... Um, there are some theories like uh, with regulating the tech companies, you know, because mm-hmm. social media has really changed the landscape. Yeah, you know, and, and I'll use that like, you know, uh, selfishly to like plug the album a little bit. And, and, uh, yep. and uh, <laughs> we're <laughs> no. all going to outer uh, space, right? <laughs> well, well uh, possibly, quite possibly it's looking that way, you know, yeah. um, mm-hmm. but uh, social media, like, I got, you know, my album is out there. It's on social platforms, digitally, mm-hmm. digitized. And, you know, and I'm pushing it in different ways. And, But, you know, the other day uh, I tried to, to do a, a promotion on Facebook yeah. uh, for Check the Campaign. Mm-hmm. There's a record on there about politics. Uh-huh. And they denied it. Oh, God. And uh, so... Like, w- like we have a certain freedom to a certain extent, but on certain platforms, even social media, and and if you really boil it down, like some entities, thankfully, like Mutiny Radio and and like you know KPOO and KPFA and certain things like that, and uh, certain platforms, but um, there's like if you really trace back all the different parent companies and sister companies and corps and 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 like so many different shows, so many corporations, even as 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 real as they may seem or whatever their own like there's a certain there's certain boundaries and there's mm-hmm. certain uh you know they're the corporate conglomerate <laughs> mm. yeah which honestly like it's kind of amazing to me that mutiny and some of the you know college uh and other there's other community stations here in yeah. the bay area in yeah. san francisco and it's kind of a ama- i think it's amazing that we've been able to weather everything that's been happening but we're still here i love it i love it i yeah. think i think it's absolutely it's a testament to um a certain that's why i keep hope no matter what you know like um 
some years back, you know, we were talking about a uh, mutual friend, uh, uh, Warhol Kaufman, right? So, yeah. yeah you know, Shout out to him. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, love you, bro. Love you. So um, years back, I had a portable PA and I, we, were, we were chopping it up and we we're talking about hip hop and shit. And I said, look, like humor me. Let's take this motherfucker down to Pier 39 and let's throw on some beats and let's start flowing and rapping yes. and let's see what happens. And in that evening, man, we must have met probably somewhere between five and ten. Five, like, like I want to be, it felt like ten, but, mm-hmm. but at least five, six dope MCs throughout the night. Like, yo, can I get on that? And just, we're like, yeah, hit it. And some of them were like sick as fuck. And, wow. and uh, it was a great experience and great. And it was like, yeah, music, people, connection. I keep hope. I keep hope that, that despite all the stuff, despite all the greed, despite all of that, that um, love, love is a powerful energy. Yes. You can do a podcast in an actual radio station. You could do it at home. I've, I've done it that way. I did it like in the confines of my mom's place. But there's nothing like actually being here where it was like, I felt like hi- like history was being made or something really terrible was going to happen. But then we made it through anyway. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with you on that. There's something about hope and just kind of ke- keeping keeping the momentum going. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's like the last, the last track on the album, World Got Some Problems, you know. Uh, which I did with a, a good, great friend of mine, my brother, uh, Ryan D, who's in Nigeria. And Nigeria right now, you know, is, wow. is so, um, so yeah, so we did got the song, the world got some problems. And I mean, when I first went, when, and shout out to Reese the Beast, Smoked Out Tunes, you know, um, on the production on that. And, and, uh, it, man, if you would if you would have seen the way the song was all put together, because he's in Nigeria and and, mm-hmm. and how it all happened, and shout out to Makoyo uh, out in Nigeria, he's a producer who um, had Ryan come in the studio and, and record over there. Mm-hmm. And uh, but when the song, sorry, when the song came back, yeah, you know, I, I cried and and oh. and yeah, I cried and and I was just like, because with everything going on, you know, it was, right. it, and it was so heartfelt, and I was just like, wow, okay, like maybe not everyone's gonna feel it the way I'm feeling it. Mm-hmm. But um, a good amount of people, when they hear it, they're like, "Wow, that's a, that's a powerful song." That's, that's like, "Wow, that's something that's emotional. That's really." And and now more than ever, like I said, with what's going on in Nigeria, and even what's here and all around, like the Congo, and I mean, you know, like oh, the whole world, it feels like it's just boiling. Like everything's bubbling and boiling. And yeah, there's there's a lot of like social upheaval, a lot of governments kind of going in a certain direction that's questionable <laughs> yeah, so yeah so i'm kind of hoping that the united states up uh. until now up until recently has been a beacon of hope so i'm wondering i'm hoping like we were just talking about we can carry that torch into yeah. the the 20 the yeah. rest of the 21st century yeah. it's still pretty early <laughs> yeah. you know right? yeah it, it could it, it, it yeah, I. If you, how long? How old is the United States? Uh, t- let's see. Started in 1776, and now it's 2021. Okay. I don't know how to do math, but uh, I think it's uh, 275 years, yeah, it's something so around that. Does that sound right? 
So yeah, so you know, it's you know, it's it's young. It, she's young. She's um, young. She's young. <laughs> uh, you know, she has a lot of maturing to do. You know, I yeah. ha- I have two daughters, and you oh. know, either way, you know, like m- man or woman, like uh, you know. I I remember years back, I had a mindset for a while. I was real. I was like set on like we need to get a a, w- a female president. You know, things would be a lot better. <laughs> we need a female president. You know, I still have that mindset. <laughs> and and that could be true. You know, but yeah. I, but I but I'll tell you. One one day, I, this uh, this woman I met, she's a uh, lesbian, uh-huh. and we were talking, rapping, talking about stuff, and I was telling her this shit, and she stopped at me. She's like, Sam, <laughs> I disagree with you. And I was like, maybe this is wrong to say, but I was kind of surprised. I was like, you disagree with me. And she's like, yeah. She's like, look, huh. you ever heard the expression, uh, Noah Hale, like a woman scorned? Like, like, imagine a woman in power, and once a month she has a period, she's emotional, oh all this different. Oh, She was like, she, I was like, damn, who, I was like, who fucked you over? You know? <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's interesting. I've actually heard that, too, more recently from other women. I don't hear it a lot, but it kind of shocks me. Yeah. But I think their attitude is, well, you're just saying that because you want a woman to be president. And yes, I do, but how can we move forward as a society if we're just focused on doing things the way that we did them absolutely up until now absolutely so if we do have a female president whether she's independent republican democrat you name it then we just we we move forward from there and then we won't have to talk talk about it as so goddamn much it should be it should be a norm (laughs) it should be a norm why not embrace it why not embrace it and and yeah it should be a norm but but it's so interesting right it's kind of i feel like it could be what contributed to hillary not winning Mm. that same mentality i think the i think it's got to be the right woman with all respect she wasn't you know yeah i mean she didn't she didn't win but there were a lot of things working against her that that are not in in play this time around luckily but i mean personally to be just to put it out there like like there's a certain degree of the president but i honestly feel like the president is a puppet and we really need to worry about who's pulling the strings correct i agree with you um if you really brass tacks point blank because I tell you point blank, me, point blank is like I'm gonna tell you without any sugar coating, just really, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, the kings, the nobles, and the peasants. Like if you if you really look at time frame of humanity, mm-hmm. there was the most powerful people on the planet. They were ruling over chunks of land on this planet. They were battling for it. The church crusaded across the land, and and like the the, the biggest religions there are, respectfully, mm-hmm. that like. And I'm, th- I'm not arguing the, like, how do you weigh out? But the reality is the biggest, the biggest religions there are because they, they pushed it on, on, on the, around the world and, mm-hmm. and, and bloodshed. And it was like, get in this line mm-hmm. and pick up the book or get in that line with, with you know, the consequence. Correct. So um, fast forward to today, why isn't it a possibility that there are still the most powerful people on the planet owning chunks of this planet that are pushing, manipulating. And we've had to fight for everything we got along the way. They're not going to, like, the ones who have it are not going to give it away. You know, Tupac said in an interview, he's like, look, if you really break it down, it's not man or woman. It's, mm-hmm. not, it's not black or white. Mm-hmm. It's, it's uh, the oppressors and the oppressed. Absolutely. It's a power game, for sure. Um, 
yeah no that's that's definitely one way to to look at it kind of the the overarching sphere of of our reality right and then it kind of makes you think oh things haven't changed much (laughs) (laughs) and yet really think about it yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) and yet i don't know it's a weird paradigm because at the same at the same time at the same time um there's been change, you know, because, because, yeah. because, because acknowledging all the sacrifice, all the death, like people that have, like what people have gone through for that change to really step back, even though shit feels like it's like, fuck, shit's not, sorry, sorry, my language. No, you're oh, fine. Okay. I don't know. I just realized. <laughs> We're on it. the internet. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> so, you know, um, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah, you're right. There has been a lot of there's been a lot of positive change, but I guess for somebody, somebody like me and maybe somebody like you, you're like, well, why haven't we gotten further? Mm-hmm. But now maybe with everything that's going on, it's kind of a reckoning phase. Like, oh, that's why. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's still this, this, posi- this um, subsect of the so- society that's Sorry. like, no, we cannot move forward. We must go backward. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so th- I feel like there's 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 some of tug of war going on with that for sure. Yeah, you know, uh, years back there was this uh, young waitress at this diner, and she was going to uh, I think Skyline College or something. And oh, cool. She yeah, she was talking to me about this paper she was writing, mm-hmm. and um, God, man, it was interesting. I was blown away like her whole thesis and her whole thing was like that the united states education system is 100 percent very deliberate like mm. like it's it's cadence it's it's amount of information the way it's processed the way it's delivered mm-hmm. like it's not really constructed in a way to optimize human beings and their potential and embrace all elements and, and everything yeah. and like it's it's geared in a certain way a certain direction for a certain purpose to make you sit in the room for hours on end and <laughs> make you not want to and then you end up in in my generation or people that i knew it would take them longer for whatever reason to, to get the degree so you really like had to be committed to it but for me i was just like just rush through uh. just plow on through <laughs> just get it over with yeah, yeah. but now looking back i'm like oh i wish i had Tuna. not done that like yeah. i kind of wish with everything that's going on now yeah, I was in such a rush back then, but now I'm like, eh, it wasn't necessary. Huh. <laughs> There's still a lot of life left to live, that's for sure. You know, um, I met this guy, older guy, and, and uh, at uh, the construction uh, supply yard, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I'm like, two more days, two more days. And he's like, two more days to what? Yeah. And I'm like, two more days to Friday. And he's like, I'm gonna tell you what, you're gonna wish your life away. That's a problem with everybody. Like you you know, like these little just just that little wishing for two more days to hurry up to get to the that little two days of the weekend or wishing yeah. you're gonna hurry up. Life goes by like Yeah. Really fast. But when you're on a paycheck though, I remember that feeling. Mm. <laughs> now I just get that feeling when my clients are like, Payment, payment, payment. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> So it's a little yeah. bit faster now, but yeah, I mean, yeah. that's, that's kind of, that's almost like a predicament that we're set up for, right? When you work for a company, when you work for somebody else. Mm. So I guess, again, pick your poison. Yeah. 
you know? so tell us a little bit more um about what you've been working on so it sounds like you did the that single in particular um well no actually that was just a record on the album so so oh, okay. so the album is a super cali bragalistic funky ass dope spit i love that yeah yeah thank you right <laughs> on. you know it, it was really i, I love it because it was just so organic and it just came on like a one really cool super high as fuck day like i was so <laughs> high and, yeah um and uh you know and, and i was a kid i liked mary poppins i did i really did you know i actually had a crush on mary poppins a little bit i'll admit so Aww. yeah and, i like uh, that movie too yes yeah, <laughs> and uh and then I was just really high, and and um and then another shot goes out to uh to Outcast, the the group Outcast, yes, because yes. they they got that what Southern Cadillac play Southern playlist of Cadillac funky music, right? So <laughs> when when that broke, I was I was so impressed and and loved, and I was just like, you know, so I needed something on the California. Uh, I I love California, you know, and 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 hip hop respectfully you you rap you rap what you love you rap where you're from so you rap your state you rap your city you talk about it you know and i and i I love places all over the world you know like i'm not saying this is the best place you know but i love this place i love san francisco i was born here this was my neighborhood like when i was i was born at mount zion hospital my mom yeah my mom brought me home from the hospital we're at uh 22nd harrison Mm -hmm. and then uh and then from there we were at uh cumberland and dolores oh right on so definitely down the street. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, 100% right here at home. For That's sure. so cool. Yeah. Gosh, I hope that, you know, people who don't belong here, they can leave. And then people who do belong here can stay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it'll. It, I hope it'll filter out in a good way, you know. Yeah, not yeah. in a bad way. I think there are some positives to be reaped, yeah. to, to yeah. TBD. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's just... I remember wanting to live in this neighborhood like 10 years ago mm. and that's probably when I could have done it but yeah. just you know even 2011 it's just that's right when it all began uh-huh, the, uh-huh. the rent hikes you know Oof. you know it was, it was uh yeah it's pretty it's pretty wild transformation it's not done yet you know right um yeah so yeah, so you know San, San Francisco, um, Bay Area. So had to get one for the state, Super Cali, Bragalistic, Funky Ass, Dope Spit, and then I had to get one for the Bay. So I got a record on there called uh, Cruise Cro- uh, Cruise Coast, um, and that's with like a Bay rap star legend, uh, Mr. Fab, and uh, with another guy who's soon to be legend, I think uh, Re- Reese the Beast, producer. He killed it on the on verse three. So yeah, Cruise Coast. So we got this whole album. It's like a 16 tracks in total um digitally i could only release 15 of them there was a problem with one of them Mm -hmm. um that one's real love uh with ryan from nigeria as well that one i recorded in nigeria last august Uh yeah i was out there for three weeks Mm -hmm. um it was wonderful it was amazing yeah um and it's a reality sars like like I thought they were fucking with me. A lot. They were fucking with me more because I'm white. You know, that's the reality of it. Yeah, that's the rea- Yeah, sorry. You know, but <laughs> especially there, like I stand out. Like, where is he at? Oh, he's right there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's the one solitary white guy. The so one, right <laughs> <there>. <laughs> you know. <laughs> you feel me? So, so um, I would tease the Uber drivers because, like, so in Nigeria, there's all these uh, checkpoints, these check stops, uh-huh. and um, hopefully, you know, you know, I don't know. We'll see what it's like next time I'm there, but. But there's these check stops, and the police, they got machine guns. Like, they don't oh have... God, they, they don't, don't fuck around. They don't fuck around. <laughs> they, don't, they don't have handguns. They got machine guns, you Whoa. know? And um, 
and they were constantly, "Where's my, where's my present? Where's my, where's my reward? Where's my surprise?" Like they oh, was, all, yeah. they want bribes, so they take bribes. They yes. straight up take bribes. Yes, okay. they were, they were stressing, straight were stressing a motherfucker out. And gotcha. And one night, one night, was, I was, I didn't worry too much about it. You know, you, we usually was 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 good. Like it was just a little bit of hassle. Um, but one night, um, one night, this guy was a little bit more determined. He was like, pull over, pull over, pull over here. And I remember, man, like everything slowed down for me for a second. I'm like, okay, this is real happening. Yeah. Thank God, like my wife, um, she's from Nigeria, my wife, and, and, and the Uber driver were telling him, like, look, like, check yourself. Look where you're at right now. Shame on you, you know. And for a split moment, I was like looking in his eyes. We're all looking at him. And he was like, ah, oh, fuck, go, go. And he let us go. Oh. And I was like, yeah. That's. Woof, that really puts things into perspective, right? Yeah, yeah, it's not cool, you know? It's not all right. And they just been, they kill at will, like, during the protests. And, oh and my so God. my heart goes out. It's a real oh. thing. I wish I could do more. Like, I, you know, I feel like I feel like life is, like, like, re- like real quick. Like, I know we're supposed to be talking about the album, but there's real shit going on, too. Like, the album's there's important. There's real shit. <laughs> yeah, you know, my, the, album, the album is real shit. Like, you feel me? Like, I'm the kind of, like, I'm probably, like, a, a, a like, in the professional industry of music, like a manager's nightmare, because they'll be like, "Sam, you're the you're the rap star, you're the artist, you're the like talk about your album, push that shit, talk or talk about whoever's sponsoring your shit, repeat, you know." Repeat, repeat, repeat. And I want to talk about the album, but like I'm, who I am and stuff is a real like it's all it's like it's not just like a facade or a front, you know. Like like I'm gonna make songs that are just about sex and 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 fucking or just about like bling. Dr- you know bling or, or drug dealing or or you know because i mean at different times in my life I'm, I'm working on a record a single you're talking about singles i'm working on a single right now talking about back in the day i was living in a town called hollister right on yeah yeah so so i was born here right got in a lot of trouble my mom's a single mom she was like yo i can't handle this shit you know it's like what am i supposed to do she was worried about me rightfully mm-hmm. so because mm-hmm. i was running through the streets at a young age in the, in the Bay Area, in the city, you know, on right. buses and shit. And and, and my aunt, uh, thankfully, she had a, a horse ranch down oh, wow. down in San Juan Batista. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, so I have my own personal boys ranch, like home, like, bo- like, like, oh, wow. like if I got in trouble out there, <laughs> it was like, go clean those horse pens, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. There, there's some, some follow-up, some cleanup to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I learned a lot, you know, it was crazy. Like, I went from the city to, to the ranch, a whole nother kind of, sorry about that, um, yeah, if I went from the city to the ranch, you know. Oh, and in between, so so we're talking about Nigeria, West Africa. When yep. I, w- my life, when I was so I was born here. Mm-hmm. I was here till I was five. My mom took me to the Gambia, West Africa. She's an anthrop- oh, wow. yeah, into anthropology. She's an, like a anthropologist. Oh, I love that class. So so she took me to yeah, the, the Gambia. We lived there for like nine months. Um, I went to school there. That's amazing. Yeah. You re- you really got to you got the full experience then. Yeah, my mom was a wild ass hippie. You know, like, <laughs> I love her. <laughs> yeah, she's she's a wild ass hippie for reals, man. She like she uh, not to you know throw under the bus, but ma- like she would tell me about. I was like, tell me about some nights for reals in San Francisco. Don't don't. I was like, don't you know don't fuck around. Tell me about some nights, mom. And she's like, well, one night I remember. I don't know how it happened, but the next thing you know, I'm backstage at this place with Janis Joplin, and we're doing all kinds of coke oh and parties. And I was like, really? She's that age. Oh. Yes. She really got to live live it up, you know. Yeah. Jeff Jefferson Airplane. Actually, I've been listening a lot to Credence Clearwater Revival. El Cerrito. Yeah. Did she know them? 
<laughs> Probably. I wouldn't be surprised, you know. She was she was running with uh folks in the Black Panthers and, and she went right to Je- she went to Jefferson High School. Okay. You know, she knew people. That's probably why she ended up back with Janice in the backstage. And, That's uh, so awesome. Yeah, so she, so her, her wild uh, woman uh, took me to Gambia and was like, I'm not going to, like, have another whitewashed uh, boy, whitewashed American, and, you know, um, did her best. Just, I mean, it's inevitable, you know, like who we are on a certain level. Um, yeah. But that experience, for sure, I'll tell you what, oh, my God. I wish we had more of that in this country, right? Because because mm. my mom kind of did the same thing. Like she got to go to she got to go to Oaxaca okay. when she was in high school in the seventies. So for me, she was like, "Okay, you want to go to Europe? Go to Europe." You know, like right. around the same age. And I honestly, so she think, you went to Europe. You just oh, yeah. Oh, are you okay? <laughs> yeah, little, little, Flip uh, the table. <laughs> um, but yeah, but then when I came back, I just felt like it really it changed. It affected me, you know, yeah. it affected my perspective, it affected the way I had relationships, the way I talked to people, the way I just interacted with people around me. Yeah. And, you know, especially with things happening right now, I mean, I guess we're all kind of going through it together, right? It doesn't really matter where you live. Yeah. But um, back then, I was like, I don't know if I want to come back here. <laughs> you know, you know, you know, I, you know I, I say, like, I think, like, there's pluses and minuses everywhere, you know? Like, right. you, you got to find your home. There's some people that stay where they're at. There's a lot of people that go somewhere else, you know? There's a lot of great places in the world, and no matter, like, where I think where you're at, there's, there's going to be some things that, you know? Um, I'm hoping, I don't know about you, but I'm hoping 2021 I can do, like, I can do, since I'm not working for anybody else anymore, I work for myself, I can travel wherever and just be there for however long I need to be there Mm. and just kind of explore. Because I feel like, I don't know, I know some people are doing that, like they're going on road trips, like across the country. Um, Somebody I know is in Mexico right now. Um, But I get it, like other people have a condition, so they can't necessarily go out to the same extent. But I'm hoping that maybe people will have more opportunities next year once we kind of when we get the vaccine and kind of everything just opens up uh-huh. after the election yeah. is what i'm thinking yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah i just want everybody to vote donald trump out yeah, <laughs> yeah you know like, no. I, like that's what it seems to boil down to right in, in some respects you know yeah. um yeah in some respects it, it uh it's like uh um that's what it's boiled down to I, like I, I yeah. like a lot of people were pushing that in their platforms they were like yo just vote him out you know and um on on, on, a, on one level sorry about that no you're um, fine on on one level on a very serious level i'm like hell yeah you know vote him out just mm-hmm. like just vote him out you know you're you're usually voting for the least uh evil right the least worst um, ideally yes <laughs> you know yeah you know like I mean, I feel like with with politics, to to be in the running for president, you had to have been somewhat shady at some level. All respect, respectfully, even the best of them, like you you had you had to be a politician. Correct. You, you had to be a politician, you know. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so far, from my research, the best presidents have been in the twentieth century: mm. uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, uh, John F. Kennedy. And those are the only two that I'm 
aware of. I have to do more research. But those are the ones I think that are quoted the most, too. Yeah. People reference a lot to them in particular because yeah. they were very influential. Um, they pa- they happened to pass legislation that was life-changing yeah, for yeah. a lot of people, for yeah. seniors, for yeah. um, for women, and for uh, minorities. Yeah. Um, and then I think also Teddy Roosevelt, which I think was FDR's father. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I think would, would be really just like, I mean, if we could like, you know, really like imagine we would like, what do they call it? Spitballing, right? <laughs> so, so, you know, you got like, I just want to say like, I feel like 2020, like it's amazing technology. And at the same time, the amount of talented people we have on this planet, like mathematicians, like biologists, botanists, like we're, we're, we, we have so much technology and so much amazing talent in humanity. And, and you're telling me that this is the best as a globe, as a global, you know, like, this country and country but as a global humanity because i used to be anti-globalization and then i realized there's a there's a flip side there's an actual positive globalization like the the the, the stigma of, of the word globalization but imagine a positive globalization that's what i'm trying to stick to but i think maybe to an extent you're right about you know what we see in movies or what uh, writers from the 20th century would write about is you know complete uh, government control, totalitarianism, uh, you know, Nazism, oh, you know, that, no. w- that was probably the most recent form that we've seen of it, right? Well, <coughs> so when I say globalization, I mean, yeah. like, I mean, like, uh, to clarify, like, um, sorry, that I guess that was my interpretation. No, 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 so they really are, you know, they, yeah. w- they are. So, um, so there's like an a, a interview I listened to with uh, Tommy Chong, you know, Cheech and Chong. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he's like, look, there's no immigrants. People aren't immigrants. They migrate. Like every other animal on this planet that has the freedom to migrate around this planet, right. whales around the ocean yep. have the freedom to migrate. Mm-hmm. Birds fly south for the winter because life is better for them there. Correct. So it, like on his level of looking at humanity and people as, as beings, like the, the, the natural, like what makes sense is that we have, a, a, we're more free. So at this point, the only way I can see that is if, Somehow there's a unified, like a hundred, per, 100% unified throughout all the, the countries to have almost like a public transit throughout the, the, uh, the world, like, you know, and, and hyperloop. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, we, so, so, so we have, so, so we have respect for the diversity in this world. Cause I, I think we need more, as much diversity as possible. And like, you know, um, so just to be clear on what you were saying, like really a hundred percent. Yeah. No, I, I definitely see that. And I think what they do in Europe and what they do in other countries with the gap year, I think they should do here. Mm-hmm. I know they have like a AmeriCorps. I know they have, yeah. you know, certain scholarships and programs that certain institutions did, or maybe they still do them. I don't know if yeah. there's funding, but that was something I was thinking about before the pandemic. I was like, wow, I wish other people had the same not the same experience, but maybe the same opportunity to do something like that, because it doesn't really seem like that's possible unless you're Donald Trump or Joe Biden. Mm. Excuse my French. Mm. But, um, <laughs> you know, like you were saying, the lesser of two evils, but really? 
two two seventy year old two seventy year old white men really. Do you know do you know who I honestly like at least like I see in the near future? Who? Um, and I was I was I was rapping with my boy the other day, my brother. We were talking about it, and and uh, Gavin Newsom. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. I see it happening. I yeah. see. I see it playing out. You know, like like uh, I don't know how how things go from now till then. Yeah. But I would not be surprised. I would not be surprised. And I think he has a, a, a legitimate like I like fuck politics. And at the same time, like I realize you're like I voted. I voted. You know, because even though I I believe like I think it was Mark Twain said like if voting really made a difference they wouldn't let us do it you know kind of <laughs> thing so he was a smart man <laughs> yeah you know I mean voting is more like maybe like the 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 powers that be taking a pulse check of the masses you know right see where we're at see how easily or not easily we'll be swayed towards or away from something yeah a belief system a policy. Um, you know, a proposition, yeah. a measure that might, you know, benefit or not benefit us. Yeah. You know, I agree with that 100%. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you know, politics, check the campaign. I got a, I got a record, check the campaign. Not Like I said, I was trying to put a promotion on it. Um, and it's like, uh, you know, really touching on the fact that like all around the world different politicians preach vote for me i guarantee what you seek mm -hmm. a year after they're elected and they're still fast asleep let's right see on. how long they last when we take it to the streets mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know because it, it's uh yeah so we you know we're we're in this so yeah vote and all that but um my hope is that everyone in this world is is prepared to do more than just vote, you know. Right. Because some people will just vote and leave it at that, you know. What I'm Most saying? people. Yeah, the system is really designed, you know. Like I, re I remember getting in an argument with this guy a little bit, because he really took like you know like you 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 clarified earlier with what I said, just mm -hmm. so you would understand what I was saying. Yeah. I said something because sometimes I'm I'm like point blank, like I, I just say shit, so uh, it can be taken kind of. I don't know, you know. I think we all have our own implicit bias. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that term? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, so they're using it a lot these days. <laughs> you know? But we do. I mean, that's that's just the reality of it. But if we were better listeners and and not, you know, barking at people that we disagree with, yeah, could be could be a lot better place to be in. I'll tell you, like touching on that, I feel like it's in the same context. Um, I found myself recently feeling like, okay, how do I put this? I found myself recently, I was writing a song and I was thinking about shit and I was looking at stuff and I was like, you know, um, should I cut myself off from like people that I know are Trump supporters, people that are like, people that I didn't know until recently, like say on Facebook or people in, in, in different layers of circles in my community. Mm -hmm. Like if I know that they're Trump supporters, there's a part of me that's just like at this point, like it's time I draw my line. It's like, I, I like, and then, the, and then the thing that stops me is like, okay, we're in this planet and on a bigger level, if, like, like, it's like it's either we 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 war until we whoever wins this war of killing each other and and uh, 
and I mean like talking about like racist versus like everyone else that's not racist. It's not just it's right. not just you know because that's the, you know yeah. So so I mean I don't know like I'm pre- like I'm prepared for that because fuck racist you know fuck, like point blank fuck racist. But but um because if you vote in for Donald Trump who I believe is a racist yeah. and who won't deny it and and so so you know. I mean, how, like, huh, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I, <laughs> Just had, I had a similar feeling to what you had, but it was more, it was more based like on women's rights uh. versus what the rest of the, the patriarchy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I just straight up blocked the person. And he was actually, I'm not going to say who he is because he was a guest on my show oh, more shit. than once. <laughs> and it I respect was that. I respect somebody that. Yeah. that I thought, you know, we were going to have a friendship, you know, like yeah. you, you want to keep connections with people, right? You don't want to burn people off. But it was, I think it was just the way that it came off. Like if he would have said that in person and, and faced me with uh, it, uh-huh. I think that there would have been some leeway. But the fact that it was like a, an, um, a Facebook message, yeah. I just was like I, the point in the friendship where I was just like, I don't even care. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but maybe that was kind of the start of what's happening now with. So, tr- so I have a know. similar, so like, so, um, I used to bartend up in North beach. Uh, ah, yeah, this it. is, yeah, this is back. Like, okay. So this is like rewind. Okay. I think like 2000. Yeah. Oh wow. Dot com boom. Yes. I'm 21. So nice. Oh my God. It was, it was so <laughs> wild. I, I bartended. <laughs> oh my God. For like five years. I used to work at Bimbo's. Oh shit, we were like, yeah, okay. We're but nervous. that was 2009, and I wasn't there for that long. Oh, okay. But it was re- it was really fun. Oh yeah. yeah, hell yeah, it's a it's a cool. So I d- I lasted five years and I got burnt out. I I still have some friends that are in the business, still bartend and, and good and for them. Yeah, respect, you know, and they do well and have fun and, um. But yeah, I did a five years. But anyways, the owners the owners of the club and and I don't want to sh- like you said like I don't want to sh- I don't have to shout them out. But they yeah. know who they are. Um, but the husband is a, like a Trump supporter, but he started trolling me, sending me shit. And so I, I told him, I was look like Carl, th- I point blank, fucking, mm-hmm. I'm more friends with you because of French of, of, sorry. Uh, anyways, and <laughs> so-and-so didn't, yeah, so-and-so <laughs> and, and, and I love her to death and she's hella cool. And I don't know how she like how you guys end up, I can never figure out to this day, respect, like, but they're together. And I blocked them. I was like, I blocked them. I was Mm -hmm. like, I I can't deal with it. Like, like, don't troll me and send me a bunch of Donald Trump shit. I'm out. Yeah. Peace. Like, fuck that. Like, um, because, because, you know, that's where the world's at right now. Like people, the amount of people's lives and and where everything is, is and that's why I say like being here, us talking, like, I would love to like, like there was a part of me that was like, okay, I'm really going to, um, work with you and, 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 and really focus on topics of the album and do all that. <laughs> and then we talked, we touched on it. Yeah. You know, and then, there, and then there was like, okay, but it's, it's your show. I'm, I'm a guest, but then I'm got to do me. And then I'm like, you know, okay, well, you're always been a very organic kind of person in life and, 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 and just roll with it and let it. So we're talking on the album, but we're also talking on life. And, 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 and that's what like music I feel like should be about because there's a lot of music respect to the new music coming out, but there is a lot of music that it's not really um, authentic with, with the life, you know? And, 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 and I don't know, like, that's just how I feel. And I hate this like sound like an old, like, you know, I've had 
you know, I've had some here and there, like, you know, it's not, to me, it's not an issue, but I have had people here and there, like, say some shit, you know, because I'm not, like, 21, you know? Right. Me but, neither. Yeah. It's been a while. But, uh, <laughs> I'm still plenty young for the way I see it and the way mm-hmm. I, the way I do it, you know what I mean? And, and, um, anyways, I don't, I kind of got, I swear, I've kind of had that theory the past 10 years since I've been doing the show. But then I realized there's there's so much out there. Like, it's just impossible. Like, when I read um, music news articles or interview people, that's how I come up. That's how I find out about new music. Um, yeah. There's just a lot out there now compared to, you know, 15, tw- 20 years ago, I think. That's a that's a great point. That's a huge that's something uh, that's a big topic of music. Right. It's like now the the market it, it's so easy to record like it's so easy to record there's so many different platforms so many different ways yeah and there's so many distrib- digital distribution groups that th- like it's just like like a huge there's flood. almost there's almost like there's can we say this there's too much of it <laughs> but it's hard to it's hard to filter through so i'm just you know yeah. i i'm trying to be more of a sponge yeah. uh these days but i think the past 10 years it's been difficult i want to say on my end but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as you can imagine over the past decade um being exposed to a lot of new artists and now everything's kind of in a holding a holding space if you will Uh but i have i've heard that that argument from some of the originals like um daryl mcdaniels from run dmc Uh he he did this video like in the past couple years where you know i mean they were considered the front runners of the golden era of hip-hop right okay but then he was talking about how the music that was coming out today isn't really um, you know, bringing um, people forward. Like when they were coming out, it was about, you know, t- t- uh, letting people know what was going on in, in the black community. Sure, they were having a good time and popping champagne bottles and yeah. partying and yeah. whatnot. But I think they also at the same time were, you know, the Beastie Boys kind of did that too. I mean, they were all kind of at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe they came off that way in the beginning but then as they were truly like getting into their artistry they realized wow we have this platform this amazing platform and now we have to use it for good yeah hence the term the golden era of hip-hop and me you know kind of growing up listening to their music i was like wow Mm, (laughs) mm. at least i mean and that might be the only time that we ever see that but i thought it was interesting for them to say yeah, there's a lot of people these days that have a platform. Yeah. Some of them are using it for good. Some of them aren't really using it. So yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's it's. Uh, I I won't say I agree with every ex- everything to the T that you said, but I agree yeah. with a lot of what you're saying, like mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I like I like I won't like I say. I don't think we're ever gonna see like that golden era of hip hop, right? Because oh, that's cause it that's so good. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Because that's the golden era of hip hop, you yep. know. Mm-hmm. But will we see amazing things in hip hop? I think so, absolutely. Like, of and I think even now, you know, um, it's just a lot harder to filter through. You'll still find some some. Uh, I believe like respect to respect to the artists that are out there. I don't need to like go through and name a whole bunch or whatever, but um, it's there. They're there, you know, and you know, I mean really like talking about this, like hip hop, I feel like 
of all the genres of music, she, like she's like talking about America, she's really young. Hip hop, she's really young. Yeah. Hip hop is really young. Like here's <laughs> a, like we're in a paradigm in hip hop where, like the pioneers, like it's like like Cur like Curtis Blow, like like still performing. I just saw him live in the Bronx. <gasps> you did. Uh, yes. Like, uh. like a few years ago, two three years ago, I saw him live in the Bronx. Oh Amazing. my god, bro. He he. Like he he was he was breakdancing doing the helicopter. Oh my like, god! Uh, so That's shout insane. out respect. Yeah, much love. So so we're in a world of hip hop where where you have you have and everything down to like Nas. Nas just released uh, you know King's Disease, like so. You have like a different whereas like reggae, for instance, or like rock and roll. Damien Marley. Mm, right? Yeah, or jazz. Like there lots of, like genres of music that have so much history and time behind it and and pass over in generations, right? Mm -hmm. And so we find hip hop in a certain place where everyone's trying to figure out and navigate amongst the the flood of media and how much is coming out, like we're saying, right? Mm -hmm. And then also like I think I think hip hop got really turned into a um uh a franchise yeah. bus business formatted kind of like corporatization of hip hop. <laughs> there's yeah, there was a, there's a huge shift and and um, but I but I have faith like you know like like one of the songs in the album I still love her so like you know some people would say I shouldn't have fucked with it and I respect their opinion you know because it is a, a it is a legendary record you know but common common sense from Chicago you know he came out with that song uh, I used to love her. You know, and it, and it's a great, great fucking record. And at the end, he's like, "Who I'm talking about is hip hop." So, and then we were talking about Nas. You know, Nas was like, "Hip hop's dead." And then some other people, and everyone's like, "Hip hop's dead." And and uh, and all this different stuff. Like we're talking about the, the transformations in hip hop and where where music is at right now in hip hop. And yeah. And I was like, "Fuck it, I still love her. I don't care, despite everything. You know, I still love her. I still love her, and I'm gonna continue to love her." And you know, that's, that's like, I want to make money doing it, you know, like, I don't care if people judge me about it, like, but that's not the only reason why I do it, like, like, the, the, the reason I feel like, if the money's going to come, it's going to come, if it's not going to come, it's not going to come, and right. part of it has to do with work ethic, putting yourself in the right place at the right time, you mean, like, there may be, like, two other MCs over here in this region that are better than this third MC, but this third MC puts himself in a position Correct. to benefit from that position. Yes. And 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 there you go. Um, I don't know. I kind of. I guess, agree. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, it totally makes sense. Um, should we should we find a song of yours? Are you on Bandcamp? Not on Bandcamp. Okay. Um, uh, on YouTube, YouTube. On on uh, Spotify, Apple, um, iTunes. Uh, Napster, right? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Napster. I think I was too young when Napster came out. Oh, let me tell you about Napster. That was yeah, tell the story about Napster, and I'll I'll find one of your songs. Word, okay. <laughs> yeah. So Napster. Um, so at this point in my life, I was out in the Central Valley, out in Turlock, T Town. Yeah, and and I was uh, I was going to Modesto Junior College. You know, I call it Motown. I call it, I was like Motown and T Town and Merced and. 209 shout out to the 209 and and um and uh napster man like you know a shout out to scotty and chris chris had a setup at home with his computer and he was like yo check out napster and, and 
like 24-7 had just files and was work, working the internet and just pulling down like any, like r even rubbish records. I'm like, why are you grabbing that? And he's like, why not? Like he was just grabbing media and Napster was like, and I, and it was in, it was just like, like in that pocket before they jumped on making it illegal and, right. and um, you know, and I don't know, like, you know, that's the whole like thing, like right now with digital files, like monetizing everything, you know, they shout out to like BMI and ASCAP, um, <laughs> you know, and, and RIAA, they're trying to yeah, get a hold of me right now. Yeah, you know, <laughs> exactly. And, uh, uh, and, um, <laughs> you know, I don't know, like there's a whole, it's, you know, I do believe, you know, um, you know, uh, I, w I was asked like, um, and then, yeah, I think it was my wife. She asked me, she said, do you think, like, we were talking about different professions, like athletes, actors, mm -hmm. down to, like, surgeons. Um, what up, surgeons? Yeah. What up, health workers? Health workers, shout out, for sure, firefighters, <laughs> versus, like, people that just do music, right? And I'd say to say just, but, like, that's how it was kind of put to me, right? Do you think that, like, some of their their price tags should be justified? And I was like, look, think about what they're doing with that song, with that record, what music, music, like, like respect to all the art. Let me get this like straight. Like, okay. And this came to me my first night, my first time ever in New York City. I, I stayed in Harlem. Shout out to Harlem. I stayed in, I stayed in Harlem. And the first night I was there, I went to this local uh, bar. Um, and there wasn't too many people. There's a bartender. It turned out the bartender was from the North Bay, from Marin. It was crazy. Oh, small, small world, yeah. Transplant. Yep. Couple locals um, in Harlem, and then this other one from Manhattan. This lady, and we were in there talking, and a few other people. And um, but we were, you know, having. I was back when I drank, and we were having some drinks, and I was, you know, smoking, and and uh, and, and it finally came to me. I could finally articulate my feeling, and that was like yeah. of all of all the music. Like like of all the art, excuse me, there is in the world, music, I believe is like the most powerful. That's why like certain countries they'll like when they're doing a dictatorship they'll ban radio, ban music, because music is so powerful. The Middle East. The the Middle East like like music. Let's okay. You wanna like music. Music was one of the tools, when a whole continent of of people of Africa, mm -hmm. from all these different countries that spoke all these different languages, that couldn't commute, didn't know each other from all these different places, were all put in the worst position ever you could ever imagine on, in, in slavery on ships. Music, m music, and, and through, like, that's powerful. That is so, so, so music, mm -hmm. like, and then there's levels to it, because, like, not all music is about that. Some music is not, like, but, like, I, f like, I really feel like, uh, understanding the roots of it you know the roots of how powerful something is when you're dealing with it you know yes the back you know i always i'm that kind of person too maybe just being a music lover and some people are like oh i didn't know that but i love to go on wikipedia or you know finding some video somewhere that kind of gives you background on a particular song or in the old days albums <laughs> like what influenced you to write this album i mean that was kind of the premise of of doing this 
entire show, believe it or not. <laughs> but then it turned into the hate Donald Trump show. <laughs> uh, uh, there's so much going on. You Question know? the world show like the yeah. past four years. But it wasn't always that way. Well, shout, shout out to Johnny Go and Get It. That's what got me started when Johnny I was w- w- yeah when I was 16 years old in <laughs> Hollister. Um, right on. Yeah, chilling with a bunch of like reality, chilling with a bunch of young thugs, gangsters, drug dealers, and 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 the uh, real deal. You know, and and uh, Johnny was like, Sam, I don't know, I got a feeling about you. You should start rapping. And I started laughing. I thought he was fucking with me, you know. And uh-huh. but I started to 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 mess with it, you know. And then I started doing house parties, and and it grew from there. And at different oh, nice. points, yeah, you know. Um, and now I'm I'm. I'm realizing, like, if you really take music seriously, like, for me, like, what does that entail? I want to try to, I don't know, it doesn't have to be, like, so much money or fame, but great. But it's also just, I feel like, connecting with around the world. Like, as many people find my fans, if you will. Like, find the people that resonate with what I'm doing. Not everyone's going to love it. It's not for everybody. Yeah, true. Change the channel. Yeah, (laughs) you know, it's not for everybody. And I know that. I'm going into this knowing that my music is not for everybody. It's, It's for the people that it's for, you know. Right, definitely. Well, we yeah. have a couple minutes left. I found something on YouTube. I don't know if it's correct, though. Um, I typed in supercalifragilis. <laughs> you can type it. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll do Sorry, it. Sorry, no the keyboard is kind of dirty. <laughs> it's not my fault. But, um, yeah, when we're trying to find things on uh, one of our computers here, we're nine times out of ten, we're able to find it. But thanks for tuning in to Sounds from the Street. Um, This is DJ Aisha, and Sam C. is here with us. We've been talking about all things uh, relevant going on currently, uh, what's been going on with Sam C., his his background, uh, how he got into, you know, making hip-hop music, and then we're excited to hear um, Super Kella Ragulous. <laughs> I'm probably missing it, but um, it's it's one of the the best movies ever. Seriously, actually, it's one of the best songs ever right. in a movie. There we go. Go on. <laughs> cool. Um, well, we can go ahead. Let's see, what, uh, yeah, if you click play, and I'll just make sure it gets. Oh, on. What, what what song should we do? Oh, good question. Um, which one? Um, do you think hasn't been heard as much as you'd like it to be heard? Hmm. How about that? <laughs> uh, okay, I don't know. Uh, Is there different mi- different mixes? There's a lot of different stuff. Um, how about uh, the world has some problems? We got some problems. Yeah, that's a good one. That title is pretty relevant, I have to say. We're all going through something right now. Oh yeah, we do. It's um when you walk out that door, it'll be to the right. You still got a functioning restroom despite right. everything else going on. Can you imagine? Yep. Stay tuned for more Mutiny Radio. Coming momentarily. I will not give up hope. The world got some problems. The world got some problems. We can do this. The world got some problems. It's only for a while. It won't remain. They told you never mind. It's here to stay. 
Then we do a difference. We need food and water anywhere that we live in. We bleed the same blood and cry the same tears. We see blame upon innocent, yet guilty go free. We want something to love, we want something to believe. In this world, we get distracted, easy fall off balance. Uphill battle, we need to be ready for the challenge. Power numbers, when will the masses rally? The world got some problems, but she ain't beyond fixing. Love keep telling us the answers, but we never stop to listen. The world got some problems, but she ain't beyond fixing. Love keep telling us the answers, but we never stop to listen. The world got some problems, but she ain't beyond fixing. Love keep telling us the answers, but we never stop to listen. The world got some problems, but she ain't beyond fixing. Love keep telling us the answers, but we never stop to listen. See a world where no human is sleeping in an alley. Starving people in the world, food wasted in the alley. Whoever got solutions for our problems is my ally. Man's war. Quakes, floods, fires, mother, child dying. We participate in government knowing that they lie. Some are faith for humanity, keep rising, see it flying. Got the love of the human spirit, it's a fire not easily dying. If there's breath in my lungs, know I'll always keep trying. Face your fires, lead no tragedy. Grow your life, soon you'll see your better thing. Face your fires, lead no tragedy. Grow your life Soon you'll see your better thing Face your fight Lead no tragedy Grow your life Soon you'll see your better thing There's so much trumping Trump, Trump, Trump going on <laughs> Yeah, it's insane. Uh, who would have ever really thought that, honestly, like that, like the United States of America would be in a position that we're in right now? You know, who would have thought? Oh my God. Who would have thought, really? <laughs> I wouldn't. I honestly oh, wouldn't. I really, geez. yeah, no, I just wouldn't have. I can't fucking believe it, you know? I just... We're, I better, we're better than this. I don't want to, like, at the end of the day, you yeah. know, like I love, like where we're at, we have a lot of, a lot of blessings, you know, that other places in the world don't have, so. Right. We, yeah. s we still have freedom to a certain extent. Yeah, yeah. We got a lot of work to do, all of us, you know, we're, we start with ourselves, right? I am perfect, I'll tell you, plenty of people will tell you that. So I, I would try to work on myself yeah. and then do, do, do the best I can do. And then the community around me and then maybe long term, you know, something like, you know, bigger. That's all you can do, right? Do the best that you can. And somebody told me that too, or somebody has been telling me that. They're like, oh, everyone's, she said, everyone's doing the best that they can do. But I have a hard time believing her. Exactly. <laughs> I yeah. really have a hard time. I want to believe it too. That's the thing. I want to believe what she's saying. Yeah. 
but I really don't think that's truly happening. Otherwise, yeah. we wouldn't be in this situation, right? Absolutely, absolutely. I, so I, you know, there, that's um, touching on a lot of things. Whether you know, it goes for a lot of topics. Okay, so whether it be for, um, like you mentioned, like uh, leveling the leveling the the field between like men and women, and what you know, women and everything, and um, whether it be dealing with like racism and, and you know, for many different for many different aspects, it goes like you know, it goes the same way. You know, it's just uh, there's uh, there's a lot of work to be done. There's a lot of stuff. There's um, there's a lot of importance. There's a lot of things that can't be overlooked any longer. And and you know, like I had a conversation with a producer um, over in Oakland the other day, uh, Stone. Shout out to Stone. And uh, and um, you know. You know he's he's black and and we we're talking about you know shit going on and the changes that need to happen. Yeah. And he's and he's like fuck it. I'm tired of hearing people tell me it's gonna take some time. It's gonna take some time. How mm-hmm. long have we? How long have we been hearing it's gonna take some time when really the reality is it shouldn't take. It doesn't need to take so long to make the changes that need to be made. I agree with him. Yeah. Why? Why is it taking so much time? Because somebody's making an excuse. Too many people are making an excuse. Our society in general is making excuses for why we don't have certain things in place. Yeah. So I I agree with them. Yeah. 100%. Time is now. We got to do it. You and I, all of us, you know, what we're doing right here on some little part, you know, there's there's a lot to be done. We can all do more, um, but we can't beat ourselves up that like, you know, we do, you know, we have we have to try that because it's a, it's a very, uh, it's a very intrinsic system they have us in. So we have to mm-hmm. also like make sure that we're doing all right. We have to make sure that we have like food on the table and we got like, you know. We got to get our massages and our facials and our nails. Yo, massage, <laughs> massage, massage is like. I like was talking about that before you came to the oh studio. I was God. like, self-care. It, you know, <laughs> so years ago, and I know I don't have much time, but years ago. A few more minutes. Yeah, yeah. Y- years ago, uh, um, I actually got certified and licensed in San Francisco. Oh, uh, right advanced on. massage. I went to uh, shout out to World School of Massage and Holistic Healing Arts. Uh, oh, nice! And went out there and um, and uh, yeah, you know, like um, there were these guys that went to Kaiser. They actually got at least got a, a meeting and said, "Look, one massage a month for each of your members, like preventative." Versus what you spend, like like what, like start out with this. We guarantee you're going to see health improvement. One massage a month for every single member of Kaiser, and watch how healthy people get. Oh wow! And you'll spend less money. Yeah. And I thought they were. I thought I was like, you guys are brilliant. <laughs> and Kaiser just shut them down. They're like, nah. Oh don't. really? Yeah. That I would have loved that. I actually thought about that. I was like, why don't they have massage therapy? Like, you and know, it took forever for them to get like chiropractic and acupuncture, acupuncture and all that. So I can see, but. Hello, there's people who have ongoing conditions like, you know, um, uh, I have TMJ and then other people have fibromyalgia and all kinds of stuff. And to everyone out there who has never had a massage in your life that are like, I'm not into that, fucking like shut that voice down and and go get a massage. Thank you. Just treat yourself once. Yes. Zone out. You, You deserve it. Yeah. And even if you don't have a condition, if you just want you know stress reduction and i don't know how we ended up on massage (laughs) but yo the check that check the album sam c super cali bragalistic funky ass dope spit um i'm dropping some singles coming up soon i'm working on some stuff with different people um um a a, a little a little okay something to look forward to 
uh, I think I think probably the next single coming out. Um, I hate to play off like everything with the COVID, but it's a single called Six Feet. Oh yeah. And uh, yeah, you know, Six Feet. Yeah, yeah. It's like a thorn. It's like a knife in the back right now. <laughs> I, it was, it's Halloween next week. It's a knife in the back. Yeah, you know, it, it was it was a late night. It was a late night crazy quarantine night, and I was just oh, like, geez. oh, six feet. So yeah, I had to get it out of my system. You know, that's fun. That was kind of me last night. I was just like, watch a movie, drink beer, and you, know. right, right. you got you got to do it right. Yeah. Is there another song that you want to play yeah, to yeah. kind of take us out? Yeah, can we? Yeah. All right. Um, oh so many to choose from yeah so many so many can we do a can we do a little bay a little bay anthem yeah we can cruise coast uh-huh all right cool yeah 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 let's do it let's do it so when was the last time you were here uh geez probably um three or four years ago oh wow yeah it was a different world huh (laughs) so different and if people want to find you online, social media, like I know you're on Facebook, you're on um, Instagram, Instagram, Sam C point blank, Sam C point blank. Um, yeah, uh, Twitter, I'm on Twitter, Sam C point blank, I think. Twitter is a great place to be. I need to be more on Twitter. That's one of my goals during this pandemic. If you, if you Google Sam C, uh, super Distro Kitties in it, something it should come up. Okay, and I'll p- and and we can also post things on the event page, because um, I know some people signed up to listen tonight. Oh, right on. Um, so that's a, that's always a good place for reference, and yeah, it's been uh, it's been nice to be back in the studio. This is my third show back awesome. from being away for a couple months, which is kind of weird, but um, I guess it's good to recharge every now and then, right? Yeah. All right. Well, Everything in balance, right? Yeah, exactly. Stay tuned for more Mutiny Radio. It's a smoked out too. Rooms close around the bay from Jack London to the Golden Gate. Rooms close around the bay. Roll a low key, got the 10 on the left.